Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today. And joining me is Anthony. Hello, everyone. And making his return from Europe, apparently, Shabazz. Eastern Europe, actually. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Thank you for joining us, Eastern European Jay. Yes, I, I heard I was perched in the last uh, episode, so uh, this is why I'm here today, alive and well. Uh, maybe we should bring back old Jay. No, I like I we did we did a, a you know an interview with Eastern European Shay. We did, yeah, and we liked him more than regular Shay. We did, yeah, he's we, a much better. We guy. did, we did, we did vet him to see if he would you know jive with us. So you know he's he's a bad guy, but oh, I'm not bad guy. He's not bad guy. Yeah, you know? hey, 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 don't make fun of my accent, I'm so please. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I take it back. The country I'm from, it no longer exists. How so. is your day going though? Good, good. Man, a few words, Anthony. How are you doing though? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just really happy that we're all together again. It's nice to be together again. It's nice to be reading the news that we will be reading very, very soon. But as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday. And watch out throughout the week for review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on our way to 200 five-star reviews uh and join our discord check out our show notes for all those links and more some quick announcements before we get into the news today we are coming off an amazing month of interviews tony bancroft tara strong gabriel berstein billy mcclellan check out those episodes we had such a great time talking to all these amazing people about the work they do in the film industry. Um, Billy, especially, uh, we had last week, we spoke about Nobody. And speaking of Nobody, we do have a giveaway going on right now to win a Blu-ray copy of the film. Make sure you check out our Twitter and social media, Instagram, everything to see how you could enter that. We have lots of new reviews out on the movie podcast feed right now as well. Black Widow, Fear Street, 1978, 1994, Werewolves Within, The Tomorrow War, Zola, The Forever Purge, where we... Purge Shabazz, um, and yes. lots more. There he is. Now we have. Now we have. We're stuck with him now. Yes, so, we're stuck. We're stuck like with him. glue. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we do have our review uh, coming finally of Roadrunner. We have our review and reaction for the finale of Loki. We have Space Jam: A New Legacy, and lots more to talk about. Let's get into the news. Now, did you do the do 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 with an Eastern European accent? Of course, that's the only. I, I don't know. I have only one accent. This is it right here. Wow, I love that so, we're. I love that we're just committing to it. Well, you tell me when to stop. <laughs> I will stop. And Man, let's stop, stop for this the next story. Okay, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> just I don't sweating. want to read. I don't want to read the story after this in the in the no, Eastern no, no, European no, accent either. That. So, uh, uh, well, I'm glad to be back. Welcome back, Shabazz. Thank you. Welcome back. And to people I offended. Um, I think I'm sorry. You think you're sorry. Yeah. I want to, I don't want to commit to the apology. No. Because what if I didn't offend them? There you go. You know? So you got to play both I sides. I think you offended them. I think you did a really good job with it. It was a good Thank representation. You, you got to play yeah. both sides. So you always come out on top. I always come out on top. That's how you do it. Uh, but speaking of coming out on top, the big screen is back. Oh, buddy. Ontario moviegoers return to Cineplex theaters starting next Friday. That is July 16th. This is coming from the official Cineplex press release. Hello to our friend of the show. Sarah Van Lang, who was on the show last year. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Cineplex, Canada's leading entertainment and media company, announced today that its theaters in Ontario will be reopened Friday, July 16th, 2021, much to the delight of movie lovers across the province. Ontario theaters will open with enhanced safety and cleaning measures and a 50% capacity to a maximum of 1,000 guests per building. In accordance with the details of Stage 3 of the Roadmap to Reopen Ontario, as announced today by the province, Cineplex's entertainment venues, including its locations of the Rec Room and Palladium, will also reopen and physical, sorry, with physical distancing of a maximum of 1,000 guests per building indoors and 75% outdoors on patios, while strictly adhering to local guidelines as set up by public health authorities. Our team has been waiting for this day and are thrilled to... Uh, thrilled that the next that next week we'll finally be able to reopen our doors in Ontario, said Ellis Jacob, president and CEO of Cineplex. We can now enjoy movies the way they are meant to be seen, with Cineplex providing the escape of the big screen and big sound that we have all been missing for so long. Before we get to the rest of the story, 
we made it. We're we're finally here. Shay, how, what do you think of all this news? What did you think when you first heard this news? Well, I was extremely excited, of course. Um, I still have my issues. And my issues rely primarily on the Ontario government. I still think they're treating theaters unfairly. I think there's still a lot of work that they need to understand about how the theaters have been operating. Because when we went last year, they were doing a fantastic job. They yep. were keeping the social distancing. But... It's the government that seems to be keep that seems to keep instilling a fear about going to the theaters, and I wish they peddled maybe a different agenda here. At the end of the day, Cineplex is doing a fantastic job. People have been safely watching movies in there, but they don't have to make it this complicated. If you're allowing people to be shoulder to shoulder inside of a mall, yep, you should be allowed a little bit more leeway inside of a movie theater. Where you sit down in a stationary location. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just very bizarre to me how they're how they're treating it. But you know what? Hopefully as our case numbers keep going down, vaccinations keep going up, we'll start seeing our theaters open up to a higher capacity. Definitely. And I think, you know, going forward, um, you know, we've seen what other provinces have done. We've seen where other what other places have done in the world. We had Barry Hertz on the show a month or so ago now, talking about, you know, where um where other provinces are compared to where we are. Right. Finally we're in a place where we could start to open, um, and ho- hopefully it's only going to get better from here. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, it's been a, it's a long time coming. You know, it we've we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and now you know we have something to celebrate. We could go back to the theaters, enjoy films um, in the theater. I I do think that last year's experience with Cineplex was great. Uh, when we went to go watch Tenant, yeah, and. You know, there was there was social distancing instilled in there, and it was very clean. I think they did a fantastic job. And again, I don't know what the government saw when it came to postponing theaters being open and giving them this phase three. I, an explanation should be given to why. Um, but yes, I'm super excited that people who love going to the theaters will have the ability to go to the theaters and enjoy them again what's really great about this as well is that like there's no more guessing now in terms of like oh this movie's coming out where can we watch it right you know like we know you know in the states for warner brothers films and they're still going to continue the hbo max like dual release strategy which i totally get but it's like there's no more guessing of like if i want to watch this in the theater i could just go watch in the theater day and date i don't have to wait for it to come out you know 30 days 45 days after the fact to watch it at home um there's we could just we could go if we want to this week go watch Space Jam: A New Legacy right mm-hmm. buy a ticket and just watch it in the theater. Look, I've been I've been refreshing the app like crazy. So let's see Wednesday. So Wednesday uh, we'll be when Ontario on, Ontarians Ontarians, Ontarians will be able to uh, buy tickets again on the Cineplex app for our province. Can't wait. Um, yeah. So very very soon. Uh, continuing on in their press release, guests visiting Cineplex's theaters and entertainment venues will be able to focus on the magic of being, uh, sorry, of the magic of the big screen and have fun on games floor with Venue Safe, a set of protocols and procedures that Cineplex follows each and every day to keep employees and guests safe in accordance with local provincial guidelines. Committed to its guests, safe escape these protocols include reduced capacity and enhanced cleaning, safety signage throughout its facilities reserved seatings at the theaters, and a games floor configuration configuration, and its entertainment venues designed specifically to ensure proper physical distancing between games. Cineplex theaters have safely welcomed millions of guests over the course of the pandemic, and there have been zero resulting in cases of COVID-19 in Ontario, Canada, or the world. So, you know, Cineplex is throwing down the hammer there, saying, Mm -hmm. hey, listen, covid Definitely happens in the world, but it ain't coming from us. Yeah. So I can definitely see that. I would suspect, like, based on what we've seen in malls right now, I think malls are doing a terrible job when it comes to social distancing. And even the stores inside the malls are doing a terrible job with social distancing. And what I saw with Cineplex last year, um, they did a fantastic job and people still enjoyed movies and I never felt unsafe. Go, if I were to go to a mall right now and go into a store, I would definitely feel uncomfortable with the amount of people that they're in. In a that, confined space, And right? that's where I just don't get why the government postponed um, theaters and even gyms because gyms were, they were doing the same thing. They were social distancing, all that stuff. They took forever to get to, uh, get to open again. And I think right. that wasn't fair. And I think there's something behind the scenes that we don't see and it's 
and it, I'm pretty sure it's money, and it all involves people who have um, um, pull with certain government officials. Sure, I mean that there's... get that that. Uh, that you know that stage and it's, it's sad you know i think we know from our provincial government that they're very you know open for business as they say so they i think they like to say yeah all of our stores are open but you also ne- look, uh, neglect the arts and you neglect a lot of other yeah. things that should be open that aren't right um i think last year you know when we had to go see tenet we were also a little i was never I never felt unsafe, but I also we all I think collectively there was also that anxiety of just being back in the theater after so long, right? Right. right. But now I'm just like, yo, I'm ready to be in a theater again. We know it's safe. We know there's been zero cases in theaters around the world. It's time to come back, and I'm so glad that we're finally able to this week. Do we know if theaters have changed anything involving prices of movie tickets, or strictly based on what you know? what they had before and keeping that price point as far as as far as i know like when i was seeing like the prices on the cineplex website for other provinces it looks pretty much the same yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens if there's any promotions or anything like that going forward but we'll see i know you know theater chains around the world are all doing things to bring people back into theaters i think here in ontario we've had to wait so long that maybe just them being open is going to be enough but um i'm always down for for stuff to you know to get people excited about coming back to the theaters so um, any other thoughts on this before we go to our next story? Just excited, you know. That's it. It's just pure joy. I can't wait to see like that the the countdown and every like just getting. I feel like I'm going to be confused on what to do. Like, do I walk in? Do I order popcorn before or after the film? What is it? When do <laughs> wait, I do that? Can we pause what was the this last movie? movie you saw in theaters? Uh, I saw Tenet again. I saw Tenet twice in theaters. So once with you guys, I went once with my dad, and that was the last film I saw. Yeah. But, but we did see... Uh, Not was... in the Cineplex, but in Banff, I saw oh, Lord you saw of the Banff. Rings. Yeah. I watched The Way Back. The with, Way Back. With... Um, what's that again? With uh, Ben Affleck. But oh, like... The Way Back. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. How? When, when did you watch that one? I I, rem- I watched it in theaters. I, I forgot what, what date it was, but that was the last movie I watched. Like theaters. after Tenet? After Tenet, Okay, because yes, yes. I guess... Yeah, because it literally opened the week before But I didn't closed. watch it right away. I watched it like couple of weeks after let me maybe a month or two right after. yeah because re- that was the last film i saw in theaters before the pandemic like started yeah, yeah. that was like in march of last year i saw yes that. So I, literally, I saw it uh, yeah way after that march 7th it was a saturday last year i saw it and then the think the following week everything closed yeah so. september september 2nd was my last cineplex where i went to go see tenant in vip wow damn it's been a long time, guys. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um, going to our next story, but it's some sad news. Um, Richard Donner dies. Superman, Lethal Weapon, and the Goonies director, he was 91. This is coming from Patrick Hips of Deadline. Richard Donner, the prolific Hollywood director and producer whose, uh, whose credits include some of the most iconic movies in the 70s and 80s, including Christopher Reeve starring Superman, The Goonies, the Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Buddy Cop series, Lethal Wef- Weapon, has died. He was 91. Donner passed away Monday, according to his wife, the producer Lauren Schuler Donner, and his business manager. No cause of death has been revealed. The Bronx-born Donner, a genial man with a booming voice, started his career directing for television. That led to 1978 Superman, the original superhero movie that, star- that starred Christopher Reeve as the Man of Steel, along with Margot Kidler, Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, and Ned Beatty. The Warner Brothers blockbuster with a budget of around $55 million grossed more than $300 million at the global box office. This first, ten- this first movie, Temple, based on a superhero comic character, it scored three Oscar nominations and won a special Academy Award for its visual effects. It also cast a die for the superhero franchise space now dominated by the Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC Universe of films. Um, for I think for a lot of us, the first superhero movies that we kind of grew up with was like the, the Richard Donner Superman film. 100%. Right? Like that really kind of what we had with, you know, the Michael Keaton Batmans, obviously, but that was always the Superman that people kind of looked to yep. for so long. And it was the only Superman movies we really had for almost 30 years until 2006. Um, everyone across the industry was sharing really beautiful stories about Richard Donner. Um, one that I saw from, uh, I think it was Hollywood Reporter, they shared somebody on set was like a, I think he was like a boom operator. And then Richard Donner saw him, started yelling at him. 
saying like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing? And he was like so scared. And he's like, what do you mean? What am I doing here? And Richard Donner's like, no, it's your, it's your daughter's like soccer game today. Like, what are you doing here? And he's like, how did you know that? And he just, cause he overheard it while he was on set. Cause he got along and spoke to everybody. Right. And he's like, no, like you need to go home. We need you for the rest of the movie, but they need you today. And they sent them home to, to go to their, their kids game. And it's like, it's like little stories like that. You're like, man, like this guy was such like a people first, you know, mm-hmm. people first. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Feige, obviously somebody we speak about all the time on the show, um, head of Marvel studios, president of Marvel studios and producer of everything in the MCU and the early Marvel films in the two thousands as well said, Richard Donner not only made me believe a man could fly. He made me believe that comic characters could be brought to life on the big screen with heart, humanity, and verisimilitude. That's a verisimilitude. Yeah. Ver, verisimilitude. That's a great word. Um, all he taught me above all, he taught me that it can be, must be done with respect, caring, and kindness to everyone in front and behind the camera. Dick and Lauren became mentors during my early career and key supporters throughout the birth of the MCU. I owe my career to the way they took the time to nurture and teach a kid from New Jersey who didn't know how to use a fax machine or make coffee very well. I always thought Dick was immortal. I still do. My thoughts are with Lauren and his entire family. Um, really nice statement. Yeah. Kevin Feige actually started his career working for Richard Donner, um, in the, like in the nineties, like he was like a kid working for him. His first film credit was actually one of our favorites today. You've got mail. Yep. He was like an assistant to the Schulers. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing to see that. Like you, you see the work that you do like early in his career and how it inspires. And it, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the MCU we have today. We spoke about it a couple months ago on the show too, that, before any Marvel project, they watch the original Superman to see, like, this is what we need to do, but... Inspiration. As source, inspiration. Yeah. Right. Um, Anthony, what do you think about this news? What did you think when you heard this news? There was a there was a really great, like, uh, banner for his death, He and it said, you know, Richard Donner, the Superman of movies, like, the direct, the Superman right. of directors, you know? Um, I, I grew up on a lot of his movies, especially the Superman series and Lethal Weapon and Scrooge and goonies and maverick and yeah there is so conspiracy theory it's very like his movies really like allowed me to kind of dive into the more mature yeah. the omen of, is another the, one yeah yeah the omen crazy it's he he did so much and for me it was pretty sad and i was i know he was looking forward to doing lethal weapon 5 and you know him passing at i think he was 91 correct you know it it is sad and it, it he just he's left a legacy for, with his name and his movies are going to live on forever right. and ever and hopefully we get more you know of his stories that he was working on finished and and you know i i i i it's it's super sad super sad that he he left but you know he, he lived a long life he lived a good life and you know may he rest in peace yeah i think uh, what he's going to what he leaves behind will help him be remembered forever, right? Like 100%. as Kevin Feige says, like, you know, he thought he was immortal, he still does. Yeah. Right? Shay, how about yourself? Same as Anthony. I mean, I grew up watching his films. The original Superman film is one of my absolute favorites. I love that movie. Um, I love The Omen as well. I thought that was a great film when I watched it as a kid. DC with the babysitter. Uh, Hanging Yourself is still one of the scariest moments. Yeah, definitely. So there's a lot of good that Richard Donner has done, and... In in a way, I'm kind of at peace because it, it's nice to know that he still got to do what he wanted to do in his life when he made all these movies. So, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I think that he he was able to make the movies he wanted to, and people will continue to watch them. Yes, and people will continue to love them. He's left behind a fantastic legacy, and. I can't wait to show my kids one day all these films and let them know this is kind of where it started because he made films for anyone's childhood, I think. Right. And I think, you know, we often talk about like, you know, Steven Spielberg making these films that, you know, defined a generation. And you really have to look at Richard Donner's filmography as well, too, that, you know, like you look at the Goonies, you look at so many works that he did. Like these are childhood defining films or like even adulthood defining films. So. 
Yeah, he'll definitely be missed. Um, another person we lost this week, Robert Downey Sr., filmmaker, actor, and father of Robert Downey Jr. He passed away at 85. Um, Robert was a leading figure in the 1950s and 60s independent cinema and passed away early Wednesday morning in his sleep at home in New York City following a more than five-year-long battle with Parkinson's disease. Um, you know, we wish, obviously, the, the Downey family all of our love because um, Robert Downey Sr. is another one who... Really, you know, he didn't direct blockbuster films, but the films that he did create, I think, you know, he's one of those people that I think he's like a filmmaker's filmmaker. You know, I think he leaves behind that that legacy, and obviously with Robert Downey Jr. as well too. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is also actually working on a documentary about his father, so hopefully we'll we'll get to see that soon. So, um, yeah, sad week. We lost some we lost some pretty major icons this week in the, mm-hmm, in the film world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shay, do you mind giving us some quick updates on, on some other news stories that dropped this week? Sure. So we have The Last of Us writer Craig Mazin has confirmed that the first season will be will have 10 episodes, three to four of which already have scripts completed. Disney's Marvel Studios and Warner Bros. DC Films will be skipping San Diego Comic-Con at home. Zack Snyder sets Rebel Moon at Netflix. And no more long movie contracts for the Marvel Studios actors. Yeah, that was very much uh, something from the early days of the Marvel Studios. I think just to kind of get the talent committed to these films. And now yeah. that now that the these films are just you know they're rolling out. They're they're good. People are dying to to sign up for them. Yeah, I think they're in a spot now that they don't need to do these giant contracts anymore. Right. right? Yeah. Um, also, what's interesting, uh, Rebel Moon literally was Zack Snyder's Star Wars film that he pitched to Lucasfilm that they turned down. Now he's revamping it as a film for Netflix. So right. it's going to be very interesting to see that. Uh, Shay, what do you think about The Last of Us news, though? I'm excited. I mean, that picture that we got, was it last week? This week? Yeah, of all of them in the car? It yeah. was last week, yeah. Yeah, it, it just, I'm pumped. Like, let's let's get this. I saw Neil <laughs> Druckmann post God. what he's in. <laughs> you want to get, you wanna get want, to that I scene, I want to eh? get to that scene. Sarah just dead in his arms. <laughs> Woo! No, uh, what, if, what, if, what if she doesn't die? Oh. oh. That's a twist, eh? She becomes the clicker? No. She, and he has to find her later on in the in, in life. And kill her. Because he said there will be differences between the game and Very the movie. Very true. Sure. I still think Sarah will die. Sure. I think that's a... I, mean, I could be wrong. But yeah, I think that's a big moment for fans to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why would you not kill Sarah? Yeah, that that would be a big change. That would yeah. be a really big change. Yeah. yeah. What if Joel dies? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what, what if Joel, Joel dies with oh. Sarah and Ellie Shoot. partner up? Damn. Damn. When you- what if everyone dies? It's only one episode. <laughs> oh, it's what if, what if? Yeah, it's what it's if. what if. No, I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I saw uh, Neil Druckmann post that he's in Calgary, so he's not too far from us. Oh. Well, I mean, closer than before. Clo- closer than before. Yes. Right? He's getting closer. closer. Before, yeah. He's getting closer. So. Just, come a little, just come a little east. It'll be good. Come a little east, yeah. go a little west, and here we go, you know? <laughs> There was a there was another thing that we we talked about this week, and I I also want to have a discussion with you. Was the Hollywood was broken article on? Oh yes, on like there's not being a you know Hollywood not having those superstars anymore, right? And really focusing on the franchises, and I I know we didn't put it in the quick updates, but I think that was a really great discussion. Yes, in which, and I just remembered it right now. Like, yeah. What does it look like for movie stars now compared to what it looked like in the 90s when you would make a movie around Harrison Ford or Will Smith and and I think Leonardo DiCaprio right now being the last of that and Tom Cruise that's and it. Tom Cruise being the last of that that crew you know what does it look like for movies now that franchises are they might start to slowly drop in terms of that fandom and getting the superstar back in that limelight i wonder do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that we're not basing films on i think on stars i think it's a good thing personally i just think there's my i my whole thing on it is there's a lot of actors now and there's a lot of ways people um view their content either it's youtube or or streaming or in the theaters. I think the idea of a movie star was great because at that time the only way you would watch a movie would have been in a theater and you spend your money and you, you get that experience. But now in 2021, we can watch movies in so many different ways. And I feel like that can really lose traction on who this star it really is, like building a movie around a star. Like even, for instance, if we take Chris Pratt, 
he's kind of like our Harrison Ford of the 2021s right, or 2020s. Right. And he makes great films and then he makes some bad ones like we know with Tomorrow World, uh, Tomorrow War. Um, but he, that, I don't, wouldn't watch it based on him. I think that right. idea is kind of like gone because there's so many there's actors few and actresses out there that I would do that for. Yeah, right. very, very few. So you're, I know you're, you're referencing the article, the Hollywood, Hollywood needs to fix its broken movie star system. This has come from Scott Mendelson, um, from Forbes. So we've read Scott's stories before. Yes. Um, yeah, it's interesting because we, like we've talked about this before too. This, yeah. this subject matter we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've spoken. You know, like when we even I think when we look back at Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, we're just like, oh, like that. That's a film that was built around its stars. Yes, right. And I think you look at films of the '80s and '90s where it's like, oh, this is Schwarzenegger, or this is Stallone, or this is Van Damme. Like, there's like, it doesn't matter what the movie is. The franchise is that actor. Yes, right. And, you know, we spoke about, like, Tom Cruise today and Leonardo DiCaprio. But even with them, like, I think they were, they're diverse in their films enough that they're, like, you see actors like Sam Jackson, Ryan Reynolds, or a lot of actors now have a, Will Smith. Like, they have a giant social media presence where you look at Tom Cruise and Leo and stuff, like, they're not really on social media. There's a lot of actors that are just, like, I'm here to I pop up, I do a great job in a movie, and then I kind of just, like, smoke bomb and I'm out of there, right? Right. Um, I feel like Tom Cruise, he's a classic movie star and he does Mission Impossibles, but he also doesn't do a million films a year either. No. Like he's not like a Dwayne Johnson where he's like in like three or four films a year. And that's kind of what Dwayne Johnson is right now, right? Or at least less now, but definitely before. Like there was this period where The, the Rock was in every movie you'd be watching. I think from like 2011 to 2018, he did like... 40 movies. Like I mean, blockbuster like, movies. Right now, when we, when we get to what we're watching, we've been watching Behind the Attraction. He's a producer on there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like he, he's attached in everything. And he's he has the old school Hollywood actor mentality of like, I want my name everywhere. Right. I want right. to be on every billboard. I want to be on everything. I mean, just last weekend, I was drinking his tequila. Like, yeah. he's definitely... <laughs> He's in everything now. He's he's everything. And but, yeah, like I'm literally looking at a picture of him on this article that that Scott posted. It's Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and Dwayne Johnson because it's about Red Notice, right? right? And it's great that we're we're creating these new franchises. We're trying to build these new franchises, but you're also building them on the 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 hopes of the people who will watch them for the actors. For the actors, right? And like and you got to wonder, right? Like are people watching these movies? are people watching certain movies because they just haven't and they've already paid for it, like on Amazon Prime, or are they watching because like, oh, I love Ryan Reynolds, I want to watch, I'm going to watch everything that he's in. I feel like one of the movies that we watched this week um, is a prime example of you casting just names and not worrying at all about what the movie's actually about. And I think that was a thing that kept happening back in the day where you look at movies that, you know, Schwarzenegger and Stallone were coming out with, if you watch them now, those movies really aren't that great. No. They were just no. action spectacles. They were just crazy. And I mean, there were some good ones, but more more diamond in the roughs kind of thing. Right. And the movie that I'm referring to right now is Misfits, which we'll definitely get into. We'll talk where, about it, yeah. Where Pierce Brosnan is like, oh my God, we have James Bond in this movie, guys. When you watch the film, there's really nothing to kind of grasp from that, right? I think the problem with Hollywood right now is they're making more bad movies than they are good movies. Yeah, and, and I, I think like it's saying not, that's, and that's very true. That's Just based point. on the movies we've watched this year, there are a lot of bad movies than there are good movies. I also think that with that, there are also films that a lot of the films that may have been better received also got delayed a lot to later this year because of the pandemic. So films that now are vacated from the original dates, other movies were taking their chance. Like, hey, that's a big weekend. Let's try and put our film there. Mm-hmm. To get to to get some money or to to own the box office that weekend, right? So, I'm I'm like we're in a really weird shuffle right now, and I don't think we're gonna. It's I don't think it's gonna be steady until maybe next year. Right, we're gonna start to see things settle down a little bit, even with release dates and everything. It's just it's everywhere right now. Yeah, it's I th- I think the I I I truly think if Hollywood can really focus on making great stories, they would get great actors to be in or build those action those those superstars from those great stories sure i think that you know a lot of the movies we see and i hollywood produces anything especially if we look at if we utilize misfits as an example 
um, and you will you'll hear about our review. That movie is has a bunch of superstars in it. It's not great. Uh, superstars. Yeah, superstars with you know known air, known people. Known yeah. Okay, let's take The Rock for example. You have a movie like Hobbs and Shaw, which is not a great film, and I know it made a lot of money, but it doesn't make me want to watch The Rock. Right, because he's always he's, he's the, the rock. same in he's the, the every rock, movie, right? right? So like, and and so it's interesting. We're in a, in, we're in an interesting spot where a lot of actors are almost essentially like their their brand is their personality, and that's what they use in all their films. Yeah, right. So we're not in a spot where they're they're really acting as much anymore. Where they are just they're being cast as like, oh, like you're a funny person. Let me put you here, mm-hmm. and like it's it's. It's an interesting thing because, like, obviously that's always happened, right? Like, especially if you look at comedies, like, how many comedies of a specific actor feels the same, but you also kind of miss, like, oh, let's, like, I would love to see, like, I think, you know, I look at a film like, um, man, what's that film with The Rock? It's John Bernthal and Dwayne Johnson. John Bernthal and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, and Dwayne Johnson has to, like, his son, like, got caught selling drugs. It came out, I think, 10 years ago. I'll look it up for you. His son got caught doing drugs, and now like Dwayne Johnson has to like work to like to kind of pay off or like to do a job for the like the police server to reduce his son's sentence. Like I would love to see like Dwayne Johnson do like more smaller films like that. Snitch, you know? Snitch, that's the one. Not a bad film, mm-hmm. you know. But it's also like you, you when you kind of only do these giant blockbuster films, and you you kind of get typecast to be like the blockbuster person, right? Like, Chris Pratt wasn't a known. Um, he wasn't a sellable person. Right. for blockbusters before guardians of the galaxy right and then they kind of took you know the, like that peter quill character and like oh let's use that in like jurassic world yeah and the tomorrow war and whatever else is gonna be doing whatever this. else movies right so out of the actors right now in, in the world which actor would you definitely go watch a movie no matter what there's a lot that i that come to mind but for some reason they're slipping like tom cruise is one of those people tom cruise I, I, i've seen definitely i even want to go see the mummy like that's yeah. that's how dedicated I was. Yeah. To Tom but we're Cruise also hopeful because like, hey, it's Tom Cruise. See, it's you the know mummy. Chris McQuarrie wrote the first draft <laughs> because you feel like Tom Cruise makes great decisions with right. his films, and you've seen him yeah. in a wide range of films that spread from you know the Fourth of July to Mission Impossible right. to we almost uh, treat- Steel Magnolia to but also you know, like now it's directors too, right? Like right. we will always uh, I was gonna go say, see like, we a tre- known film. We treat the actors now almost like directors yeah it's like oh they're in it it must be good or they're doing yeah. it it must be like, good. during right? the 90s there was that whole period of where you didn't even know who directed this movie you didn't care you just wanted to go see it because the actor was in it now yeah. it's almost like wait, daniel anthony this is the same producer <laughs> as yeah. this guy Yo, they produce- who's friends with this dude <laughs> yeah. it's got to be good that right. way right right for me it's the writer director combination 100 yeah. because if a writer does a really good story from a movie that would like just surprise me and they're doing a new story i right. would but see that's us that's I, we're, I was we're that say, niche we're we're really, in the minority of yes that, right we're like or if you're listening to the show you're included in that right if you're listening to a movie a, a podcast about movies you do the same thing that we do so that you're looking at this type of is, stuff we'll utilize will smith is will smith a bankable movie star now still still he he will still bring in money for sure, hundred percent. But is he the guy that I'm looking forward to now watching a movie? Not so much yeah, anymore. right. Because yeah. he's done a bunch of movies, especially in the last ten years, that were just like yeah, you know, let's not good. It's a combination now. I think Hollywood really has to focus on great movies, like great stories that tell that are being directed really well, and connecting with the audience right. that makes their films timeless. I feel there's so many movies out there. They're being lost. It's almost like music. There's so much music out there that what was the last great album you listened to, or what was right? Jake it just for sure. Yeah. It just like it just spins and spins and spins. It's you, a lot. It's 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 quantity, right? Yeah. But we're also in a time right now where streaming services are ravenous for content. All of them want movies, and if you're throwing enough money at an actor, I don't think they're gonna, you know, like oh, 100%. really think about like oh. This is not the greatest story, but it's also like I I have to eat today as well, right? So right. that's I think, I, get it. I think that's where we're at right now. We're in an interesting spot where I'm I'm really curious. So I think towards the end of this year, I know and I know this year is kind of like we're only going to kind of start getting bigger films by the end of the year, but we should kind of like look at this year compared to last year or like not last year, the year before, and be like, 
let's grade like grade the year based on like how does this film in terms of quantity oh sorry quality compare to like 2019 right. mm-hmm. or 2018 so maybe we should look at that later we're in also the year. us three are watching a lot more movies we are watching a lot more like movies this, this year, year alone i've seen 73 films whereas that's how much i'd have seen in one year or less right. in theaters though right right in theaters right but also we just now have more access to them we do very true uh speaking of access to films Let's talk about the box office. Talk about it. Cha-ching! Oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I, I always forget. It's okay. I, thought it was, I always look at Shay because he does it. I have but a tell. I don't know it's a group. Shay has a tell. I have a tell. Shay literally a group is like, thing. <laughs> Shay's like on the, the Dave, arm of Dave the... Patel. Maybe we can uh, put in comments a uh, group cha-ching. Group cha-ching? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it is kind of there. It's, it's there. It's a cha-ching. It is there. Okay, man. <laughs> I just... Uh, the industry estimates, not Disney, are seeing Marvel Studios' Black Widow at a Friday in the forty-plus million-dollar range, with a shot at exceeding ninety million dollars. Black Widow kicked off its previews at five p.m., earning a huge thirteen point two million, easily the best preview night to date during the pandemic, which besting uh, Universal's F Nine that had seven point one. And a quiet place part two that had four point eight. This is obviously from the Thursday night showings. Um, so it looks like we're kind of back to big openings for now. Yeah, yeah. we'll see what the rest of the year looks like. But that's a great start for Black Widow. Obviously, it's first MCU film in theaters, and yeah, right. I'm really curious to see how Premiere Access is going to affect that. Right, which seems like it's kind of not so yeah. far. Most people I know that I've been talking about this film, they. They don't want to spend the thirty-five dollars, and right. now that they're hearing that theaters are opening up, they're like, "Oh, I'll just wait till next." I'll week. wait a week to watch. I'll it wait a week to watch. Yeah, it. so yeah. not, not like, bad. I would buy it. Yeah, because you're getting a better version of it than yeah. you would see in theaters. I bought it. I bought it. Yeah, you know, because you're getting four K. You're getting with with Dolby you know, Vision. Dolby Vision. Great sound. Dolby like, Atmos. It looked amazing at home. You know, yeah. it, it's still a good purchase to have, even though yeah, you want to watch it in theaters. You're gonna get a better like view yeah. of it that's also us though we we, yeah. we see the value in right. movies right right and also like, like i would I, I like once theaters open up if this is playing in imax i might go watch it in imax because i want to see it on on that screen too so yeah. and then you look at fast and furious they only made seven million so i would say by in two weeks fast and furious should be at home already that's how well, i look at this if well, it's I already think, making seven mil that's that's opening Seven mil. That's well, thir- Thursday night screens for, from when the, the when, opening when weekend. Opened. Yeah, Fast and Furious though. Yeah, yeah, Fast Nine from its opening Thursday night. Right, so a couple weeks ago. Not, and not. Oh, how much okay. Not Sorry, I thought weekend. that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. made this week. No, no, no. Jay, no, no. do you want to see if you could pull up what Fast I'm and the Furious may be looking to right now? It may be in the the Forbes article as well. Um, but what's interesting, yeah, I think, but we know that I think they have these forty five day windows. Uh, yes, windows, right? So Fast Nine is opening up or opened up in June. By the end of July, it will be at home available to watch. So last week it did about thirty-seven million. Nice. Yeah. And I, I which just, is also it's wasn't that its opening week technically, or second week? Well, it's two weeks in. Yeah, yeah. second week. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, but we are, like the way things are now. Like we won't have long to wait, and maybe if if Disney sees this and like, hey, you know what? We still made a hundred million dollars for Black Widow, and it premiered at home at, on Premier Access as well. Maybe we'll, more money at the same time. Maybe we'll do it at the same time. People yeah. who want to watch it in theaters can. If they want to watch it at home, you can too, because that's just more money for us. Yeah. Right? We'll see. But let's get into the some trailers. 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 This is the first time we did trailers in a couple of weeks altogether. Yeah. Uh, we had a bunch of trailers this week. A bunch we're probably not going to focus on, but I'm going to read them all. I didn't watch them all, to be honest. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, there's a couple I do want to talk about, though. So let's go through them quickly. The Addams Family 2, The King's Man, Marvel Studios' What If, The Witcher Season 2, Sweet Girl, No Man of God, Queen Pins, Encanto, uh, The Kissing Booth 3, Val, and Succession Season 3. Shay, kick us off. Is there anything here that you want to dive deep into? The only one that I really, really enjoyed was uh, What If and Encanto. Yes, so let's start off with What If. This is Marvel Studios' first animated series. It is premiering August 11th on Disney Plus, and I am so stoked for this. I loved reading What If growing up. There's so many just the the whole premise of What If is like, what if this happened instead of this happened? It literally is the name of the show. So like right. we we've seen a bunch of different um in the trailer we saw a bunch of different scenarios. Like, what if Iron Man, what if Tony Stark 
wasn't captured? What if Killmonger saved him? Right. Like and like just like those whole ideas are so cool to think about. Right. And this trailer was just full of them. Right. Right. So you know Peggy Carter is Captain or was Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. Um, Spider Man is doing something in this. I think he had like Doctor Strange's cloak at one point, or in the poster he does. Uh, evil Doctor Strange. Like there's, there's a lot. There's a lot in here. Like Ultron is like um jarvis and he has all of the infinity stones like there's some really cool things in here uh, yeah i enjoyed that trailer as well really I, cool. I really did because i think it just it allows you to like explore different versions of these characters and different storylines and chadwick boseman is in in this uh series yeah, as well this is his last role this is his last role um i'm looking forward to it i think the animation is dope it has like this cell shading going on uh and yeah like who doesn't want to watch animated marvel yeah like, I haven't seen an animated Marvel Disney film or Disney series yet. No. So this is new. This is completely new. This is their We're first. We're so used to, like, DC Direct stuff. Right. And right? Marvel used to do stuff. Lionsgate used to put out a, a couple of different animated films, which yep. were hit and miss. Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. Um, the Ultimate Avengers 1 and 2. Yeah. Invincible Iron Man. Like, Doctor Strange. They did some cool stuff, but... Yeah. It's cool seeing Marvel Studios again. Like, like no, like we're kind of Take taking ownership yeah. of this. Um, and most of the the film cast are coming back to voice their roles. Yep. I think the only exceptions are like Iron Man, um, Captain Marvel, Benedict Cumberbatch. But it looks like everybody How else. How did he come back? I wonder. I thought. I, I thought. I thought he was. I thought uh, Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. Downey Jr. No, was. it wasn't him oh. in the trailer. Yeah, um, it didn't sound like him. I was like, it was. It's. Uh, yeah, it's weird. And somebody else. But yeah, it's it's interesting that like some of them didn't come back. Unfortunately, they didn't, but uh, maybe if they do a, a season two, they will. We'll see. But yeah, it looks awesome. Um, Shay, any other trailers this week that stood out to you? Uh, Encanto was Encanto. Sorry, was the yes. next one that really kind of stood to me. It looked beautiful. Uh, looks cool. So let's see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really I thought the animation looked fantastic. Yeah, like really, beautiful. really, really, really good. Do and we- just the movement and the colors, and I know it takes place in Colombia, so it has like their culture in it, and it has. Just the liveliness of that of that rhythm and music. It just looked with beautiful. the magic and everything yeah. too. It looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Canto is going to be coming out November of this year, so we do not have that long of a wait. So that's awesome. And uh, original music by Lin Manuel Miranda. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Anthony, Succession season three. What do you think? Super excited. I'm hoping to you know get we can you know watch this movie this show before it airs uh kendall roy i'm just waiting to see what it looks like for him after he announced it like he backstabbed his father in the last season uh spoiler alert sorry but uh i literally watched it live because i forget what was airing afterwards dude that was such a crazy but i remember ending. you freaking out and the, you knew his father wanted him to do it because his father said to him you're not you're not like you're not a wolf you're not a killer and we need a killer who's who's going to take over this company. Right. And I can't make you that person. So I'm going to... And the, the whole story was just to pawn a lot of the shit that was happening on the company, on his son, so, you know, the company could survive. Right. But that ending sequence where he twisted it and said, no, it was my father all along, and he became the killer. And you see this little smirk in his father's face, but it, it just Brian Cox is such a fantastic He's actor. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, Wolverine? Yeah. He, no. I'm just looking forward to this whole series <laughs> and where this family ends up. Uh, I also love the trailer for Val. I think Val was yes, Val's really, really one. good. Like I didn't know he was been recording his life for all this time. So there's tons of footage of him, like just during his movie sequence. Yeah, in the eighties, like with, 80s, with like Kevin Bacon, with and handicam these, footage you know? of like his life. And there was, I think, the best part, well, not the best part, but the surprising part was you hear him say. You know, I'm Val Kilmer. I have lung cancer. So he's yeah. been planning this for a really long time to tell this documentary. Right. He doesn't sound like what he does in no, you do, the trailer. You do hear him talk with a with a talk box in this yeah. as well too, or the voice box. Um and you know it's 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 the sad thing of what cancer does to somebody, right? Where yeah. um but I think this this documentary is gonna celebrate that. Again, I love that he's part of it. That's one of the biggest things for me when when it comes to, you know, biopics or documentaries is that I love when the people are involved in it in some capacity. Cause then you you also kind of get like all of the inside scoop like we did with a, you know, uh, Kid Ninety a couple uh, months ago. Yeah. Um and this looks great. This so this premiered at the Cannes Film Festival and it's gonna be on Amazon Prime video in a couple weeks. So 
we will definitely have a review very soon for it. Um, out this week, everything is in theaters this week. So if you've missed anything from this year, Fast 9, Black Widow, A Quiet Place Part 2, whatever you want to watch, you'll be able to watch it this Friday at Cineplex Theaters or wherever theaters are open in your area. So finally, you'll be able to watch those films. Um, other films that are opening this week, Space Jam, A New Legacy, and on Hulu and Star here on um, on Disney+, Plus, McCartney 321. So this is a documentary series where Paul McCartney is just hanging out with Rick Rubin and they're talking about Beatles music and, and music that Paul has written and they kind of like dissect each track and like you hear them like they're at a mixer basically and like Rick Rubin's like okay let me just uh let me just focus on the bass here and he'll turn everything down you literally hear each individual like instrumental track or the vocals and they're like you hear Paul talking about the story so that's a little bit what I've been watching this week it's so good though so if you're a huge Beatles fan or Paul McCartney fan watch this it's awesome Shay, what are you watching this week? So you've been gone. We read what you watched last week. I didn't finish what I also put in last week. Gotcha. So there's probably so stuff catch that up, I, I missed. Uh, Werewolves Within, which we have a review up for right now. We do. Absolutely enjoyed that film. Uh, Loki, we have our review up for that too. Been watching a lot of Ted Lasso Season 2. I've been re-watching a lot of Ted Lasso Season 2. And I can't wait to talk about Ted Lasso Season 2. Because Ted Lasso Season 2 is so good. Because it's Ted Lasso Season 2. That's all I can say. That's all we can say about that. Two. Uh, Fear Street 2, 1978. Also really enjoyed this one, too. We have our review up for it. We do. Um, Moneyball, because why not? Fucking great film. Money. Okay. Well, Sorry. So abrasive. I feel like, that, I feel like was. we hadn't said an F-bomb. Listen, I know Aaron Sorkin wrote the film. Look, but like, we hadn't said the F for this episode, and I was like, I'm just we got, we got one. to say This it. is a PG-13 show. Yes, so. yes, yes. So that, that's mine right there. You guys can't say it anymore, so no. it sucks to oh, be you. Man. Damn. <laughs> I love we get one uh, behind the attraction, the Disney Plus series coming out soon. Yeah, so next Saturday it comes next out. Saturday, all ten episodes will will have a review for it. Yes, then. do uh, great. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Finally, my girlfriend and I finished Avengers Endgame. We started from the beginning last night and we finished it. She was. I recorded her reaction to the end, and she was just like, oh, oh. She was like losing her mind right. watching the ending, and she's like, can we watch it again? And I'm like, not right now. It's like the whole movie. I'm like, it's. It, yeah, I'm like, we watch it again. I'm like, no, no, it, it, it's two o'clock. We have to go to sleep. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's three hours long. <laughs> it's it's really late. We have to go to sleep right now. Uh, the good, the Bart, the ugly. Uh, no, Loki. God, the Loki. <laughs> it, got you. It, it wanted it got me you. to say it. It wanted you to say it. Uh, and the Apple TV Plus series, Physical. Uh, I'm really kind of enjoying it. I it, it's, sounded a little like I'm really kind of enjoying. Like, it. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> you don't I, know what to I say. I really like Rose Byrne. Yeah, and I like the the, the setting. I don't know if I'm in love with the show yet because there's something grimy about it still that right. maybe hasn't fully latched onto me yet, but I, I will keep watching it to give it a How shot. How many episodes are, are you in? I'm about two episodes in right now. Okay. Yeah, it's not too far, but still still like kind of like teetering on it. How many episodes are you in now, Anthony? All of them. You're, you're, you're done? Almost. Yeah, I'm like, there's still episodes yeah, to go, still but airing, I, yeah. I don't know if it's the fifth or sixth episode that I watched yesterday. Okay. Gotcha. We'll, we'll talk about it then, for right. sure. Yeah, right. it's um, really good. And the one that we all watched, the Misfits. Do you want to wait till the end and we'll do Misfits? So we get want to end our... the show on the Misfits. Let's um, let's end the show on the Misfits. Let's end the show on the Misfits. Anthony, what have you been watching this week? So this week, um, I put on Independence Day. Me too, man. July fourth. We we, we, we said, talked about we it. We told the audience we would. So we, we told them we would. We I watched it. Daniel watched None it. Of our I think work. we shared a, a little story on our on our we, Instagram. I'm gonna watch it this week, probably. You know, it doesn't make sense now. Because, Why not? Because it's July fourth has passed. Yeah. The Independence Day has passed. Right. There's no more Independence Day. Right. So you can watch something that happened in August. I'm gonna watch Resurgence July. then. <laughs> no, don't no, do no, it. don't do it. Um, yeah, Anthony and I both posted the White House blowing up in our in our yes. social media. It felt feed. a little targeted, to be honest with you. It, it was a little targeted. Um, um, we were, you know, I was editing the episode, you know, in our interview with Billy McClellan, and you know, I'm like, oh, the White House scene. Let me let me film this for some reason. It was um, a great sequence. Great sequence. They they couldn't do. We spoke about that last week too. Why I it was such a big deal. Hearing yeah. you guys talk about it. Yeah, you were dead last week though. So. You had no ears. Well, I've resurged. <laughs> oh, God. Resurgence I also again. watched uh, Werewolves Within. You can hear our review. Yes. Fear Street 2, 1978, which I wasn't part of the review, but I really, really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the Crystal Lake uh, setting to it. I, I definitely thought you said Crystal you know, Light. Crystal Light setting yeah. to it? No. I, I heard uh, Crystal Meth, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> crystal Meth? 
No. Uh, it was the 70s. The The only issue I had with the show was it took a really long time to get to the horror aspect of it. I think that was the pacing part. It was a lot, could of, have been a lot short. of lead up. Yeah, a lot of lead up. Um, could have been shortened in the middle, but right. overall. That was our thing, too. Great movie. I don't know, is it a movie? Is it a TV series? What? It's a film series. It's a film series. But like, again, like the there, movies. There's no rules. Like we're getting like if this was old times, we would have had one this year. Maybe one, if not next year, the, two years from now. Right. And it yeah. would have would have taken six years. Well, the horror movie probably would have just done one a year, right? Yeah. 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 But now it's like we're getting these whatever every man. week. Netflix. It's so it's awesome to look forward to. Uh, watch Pig, starring yes, Nicolas did. Cage. You'll hear a review shortly yeah. about it. It's going to be coming out in August, I believe. So we will have our review whenever they say we're allowed to post it. Yes. So. When the pig squeals. <laughs> Is that look, the, look, when, when the pig fly? squeals, look to the, look to the north, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when pigs fly and when pigs squeal. That's when you'll hear the review. Watch The Misfits. Uh, Rick and Morty, The Good, The Bart, and The Loki. Physical as well as signs. What prompted you watching signs this week? Yeah. Um, I think I just saw a picture of Joaquin Phoenix and I'm like, man, I want <laughs> to see <laughs> some alien. I want to see a Joaquin Phoenix film and something from his earlier catalog. And I thought of signs and then I thought of Mel Gibson. I'm like, okay, this is a great film. To and on. uh old is coming out soon as well too. So. Yeah. And it's just a great movie. Signs is a great movie. It is, it's yeah. just even the lead up and like the little nuances that are incorporated into the script where he's, you know, Joaquin's the baseball player and he always swung. He has the, the most home runs, but also the most strikeouts. And it all just ties up to the end where he has to swing at these aliens to, you know, protect his family. And Mel Gibson, I think he was so, I don't know what happened to Mel Gibson because he was such a great actor. That was the beginning of the end, I think. Yeah, that, that like, is. That was close to the, the finish line for him. Right. He's a great director. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to, like, sh- shit on his his directing ability but right. like the movie choices he's picked in the past couple of years are awful and i just i see him in these films and i'm like man you were so great what happened why are you yeah. picking these stupid like films these fat man what was it called again was it called fat man the fat man yeah and yeah. um he was in boss level right boss yes, level yeah boss level he was in boss he level. just looks like He's crazy. Like but, he's but just he also, like wild. He's but, a wild dude. But he also just, like from from a lot of the things that he said, the racist things he said, yeah. the awful things that he said about like different religions, anti-Semitic and, that, and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. Nobody wants nobody wants uh to work with Mel Gibson. But it's also interesting that you know he put out a film like um, Hacksaw Ridge, Hacksaw Ridge with like Andrew Garfield and like Vince Vaughn, and that was nominated so much at the Oscars, so Hollywood's a very strange place. Yeah. But Signs, if you haven't watched it, rewatch it. It's, great movie. It's a great sci-fi horror. It is a horror. It has a horror elements to it. Uh physical, I was just I was talking to Daniel before we started the show. Physical is like this giant movie that they cut in 30 minute sequences. Hmm. And it's for me, I love the 80s. I'll always watch something that's set in that time period. But Roseburn is fantastic. I'm pretty sure she's going to be nominated for something. I hope so. I think the show will will win something because it's just really well written. Right. And there is a griminess to this movie uh, or to this TV series that just lingers in the background because she's she 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 there's she has issues with herself internally. Right. There are parts where she'll like tell herself um, this is the last time i'm doing this i'm not going to spoil it for right. the audience and she'll continuously do it and do mm. it she'll she'll be very self-conscious of herself and the internal dialogue that you'll see in this show where she'll comment on something that she says with her friend but she'll internally comment on it as well telling the truth it's it's funny because it, it really shows i feel like this is what a lot of people felt maybe during that time or even during this time right how they live with maybe the person they chose to live with and married and how they feel about how they, their appearance looks really, 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 really well done. And she finds this outlet with, you know, aerobics. Right. She's, and, a, she's got great comedic timing, I think too. Yeah. Very good yeah. comedic timing. Right. And so worth watching. Uh, it's, worth it's, watching. It's interesting because I'm not hearing a lot of buzz about it, like on social media. Right. But also like it being like an Apple TV plus show. I feel like with Apple TV Plus, like if you're not Ted Lasso or, right. or Mythic Quest, like I'm not hearing a lot of people talk, but, like, but hopefully the marketing it, it looks so good though. There's I, a I, lot of marketing. A lot yeah, of marketing sure. and just like the advertisements for it. She's doing, a lot of it's just her doing aerobics. So it's like, 
what's this movie what's, what's this show what's going on about here, you know? so i encourage our audience to go watch it if you have Same. apple tv plus it's really really well done what episode you said you were on i just finished two yeah so it'll get better yeah no i i here's the thing i i don't dislike it i think i'm just kind of like I, again it's just that griminess from like i feel dirty watching it sometimes yeah. but i but i am enjoying it because i really really like rose Byrne. yeah we're going to talk very soon about things that we didn't like. We did. Uh, but let me we talk will. about some things that I do like. and something, Some other things I watched this week. Uh, like Anthony, watch Independence Day, Werewolves Within. We have a review out for Pig. We will talk very soon about, as well as Behind the Attraction. I also watched The Good, The Bart, and The Loki, which was The Simpsons, you know, Marvel uh, parody episode Dang. that they did. Uh, I watched the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. I don't know. I just, I just feel like... There's going to be a Spider-Man trailer soon, right? right? Dang, you've said that for the past 10 months, man. You know, <laughs> every <laughs> day before they've even shot it. Like, yeah, they'll show us something before Christmas, you know? Um, but now that What If is out, okay, so we have What If, the trailer's out, the Shang-Chi trailer is out, the Eternals trailer is out, Black Widow is now out. Like, that is the next Marvel movie that is coming out in five months from now. It's got to be something soon, right? Right? Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. Um, Ted Lasso. That's all I could say about it. Ted Lasso. Season uh, two. Season two. Uh, Mr. Corman, another Apple TV Plus show coming out in August. We'll talk about it very soon. Uh, we have a review out for Fear Street um, 1978. Uh, Loki, episode five. Uh, Big Fat Liar was on TV. And naturally, you just watch it if it's mm-hmm. on TV. So It's true. Watch out. I watched Black Widow again. I uh, had a great time with it. Watch it at home on Premiere Access. Um, McCartney 321, which is the new series, which we were, I was talking about a little bit earlier. Again, if you love music, if you love the Beatles, you have to watch the show. It's six episodes. It's awesome. And um, I think it's time we talk about The Misfits. So this, The Misfits. Misfits. That's, the not, misfits. The, that's not the, the trailer song or whatever. Uh, this film... <laughs> Starring Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Tim Brosnan. Roth, Nick Cannon, yep. Rami Jabbar, Jamie Chung, Hermione Corfield, Mike Angelo, which obviously is not his real name, I guess. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's he has a very uh, long last name. It's Perat. He's a he's a Thai actor, I believe, right? Yes. So I apologize on the pronunciation of that. Um, directed by Rennie Harlan, who directed Die Hard Two, and a bunch of other films. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Um. Let me give you a synopsis of this film. After being recruited by a group of unconventional thieves, renowned criminal Richard Pace finds himself caught up in an elaborate gold heist that promises to have a far-reaching that promises to have far-reaching implications on his life and the lives of countless others. Um, Shay, I'm going to get you to give us our first reactions to this. Okay. <laughs> um, we don't like being negative. We don't want to be negative. We don't like being negative. We like to be. We, I like to be critical. Let's be critical. Sure. Um, oh, let's be critical. <laughs> here's the thing. I I think there's an audience for this movie. I definitely think that. And I and I don't know if this film was trying to take itself seriously. Did I laugh during this movie? I laughed actually a lot. But I don't think I was so meant to laugh when I was laughing at those scenes. I think those scenes are meant to be serious. And I was like, this is so crazy. This is really rough acting. And this is really poor writing. I think for me, what it came down to was... The writing felt very aged. It felt like it was from the early 2000s. A lot of it just seemed very out there, and it had no reason as to what it was trying to show next. It felt like a vacation for the actors. Like, whenever Adam Sandler makes a movie, he makes it into this beautiful location because he just wants to go on a vacation. This movie was shot in Abu Dhabi and in Dubai, but they have all these, like, Weird names for these made up like Jaziristan. Like that's not a place. No, and I, we get that's not a place. But also, really, that that's the name you're gonna give it. Like it felt very sloppy. Like the writing was very cheap. The acting was very silly. I don't think anybody wanted to be in this movie, but they just showed up for a vacation or a paycheck. And yeah, it it was it was just very rough. Very very rough movie. Not my cup of tea at all. But yeah. I do think. There is an audience for this movie that really likes B-style films. I think the the most enjoyment... I couldn't wait to watch this film just to see, like, just the absurdity of it. Right. Because um, I remember when we watched the trailer for it, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, uh, this is a film that's happening, you know? Uh, Nick Cannon is the lead star in this film, and he's the narration throughout this film. And I think that's all you kind of need to go off of. Again, 
I don't have very many nice things to say about this movie other than maybe don't watch it. Is the that's nicest nice thing. thing. That's what? the nicest. That's the nice thing I could say about this film. Is like your, your time is better spent elsewhere. Yeah, Nick Cannon is not like this. Is this is a movie you just wonder why did they make it? How did how did all of these stars like no, who, align to be in this film? Yeah. You know? Did they think that they were making a good movie? It felt yeah. like it felt like this film was made to be like, hey, let's make a less expensive Fast and the Furious film where we have a very diverse cast, which is great to see always in a film. Always. But then you give them just you almost make them caricatures of what other films are doing. Very from right. like, writing from like Oceans or from like the Heist I also from think, Fast Five. I also think this the 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 actors that they chose to play these characters just didn't do it. Like they no. just didn't try to do it. Um, and I think we said it best that this is a, you know, a ripoff of oceans 11 meets fast and the furious, but with no send off and it's, right. with it's, no charm, no charm, no heart. Yeah. I don't have any, I don't have much nice things to say about it so i won't say anything about it and i think my the nicest thing like daniel said is um don't watch it don't don't right. ever watch it i thought like i was offended watching this movie yeah and i felt of, very offended watching like, this movie. I, I was going to say like especially for like for you shay like there's there's some moments like, in this film where i was just like that's uh like, the, the terrorist just called the muslim brother and like yeah. here's the thing like you can have muslims and arabs in your movie and and make them you know your villains but like when you make them like caricatures, like of out of right out of nine eleven. It's like really like this is. I thought like, we oh, this guy took this. over for this is he's a new Bin Laden. I thought I'm we like, moved past. Why what? can't we just have a white dude as a bad guy? Like you what know? is it? Like why does everything have to be down to this? And again, the movie doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just silly. All the lines that they're saying are are what you'd expect to hear in a film like this. Like you might be wondering why I'm here right now, or that that girl's name's Violet. Now you're, now you're thinking she's a pretty girl. Yeah. But is yeah. that it? And then she turns around, yeah. she's got like knives in her hands, and it's yeah. like, she's not so even, pretty. Even if you take Nick Cannon's character, for example, it's just stereotyping, you know, a loud black man. Right. right. 100%. Just, in many to, different ways in this film. We're they, trying to do trying better to with these, with, with the diversity, but right. you're just stereotyping them as these characters. We have the, the, the Asian, uh, what's her name? Jamie uh, Chung. Jamie, Jamie Chung. Chung. Who's oh. this Asian assassin, of course. Because She's a martial artist, and yeah. let's show her defying gravity. Let's yeah. do some crouchy tiger, hidden dragon stuff. And it's like, right. yeah, but we're past this now, yeah. guys. Like, really? Like, that, like, you, we like, could write better characters. You know? 100%. We've done better characters in What's the Plot. Yes. You know? Uh, where's Timothy Chalamet? It's been a while. We haven't done we have See, I would have wanted a... Pierce Brosnan, who was maybe loud and obnoxious, because it's opposite of what he Correct. does. Right. These are like you, Actually, you he, just put Pierce as just Pierce. He did. He did a couple of American accents. In this movie oh yes. That was his or, accent in the film though a British one? Because it he, was a British one. But then he he'd like be he on was, the phone yeah. and he'd be like, "How how did there? My name is." And I'm like, "Dude, you're still British. Like, just yeah. want to make that very clear to you. <laughs> the accent you're doing yeah. is still a British one, but you sound like you got hit by a train. Like something right. happened to you. So." Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in this film. Um, but it, I, I do think that again, like we, we are saying, we're saying mean things. But I, I, not mean things. Sorry, I think we're saying critical things. But I think again, there is an audience. I mean, there is. There are people out there who love these kind of movies, who love the cheesiness, who love this action. And for them, if you see the poster for this film, you have an exact idea as to what this movie is, yeah. and you probably will have a good time. We did not. Right. If you watch this film, I want you to leave us a comment and tell us what this movie was about. Yeah. Yeah, so let us know what it was like. Like, why? They had this... to steal gold away from terrorists so that they can't fund their organization. I mean, terrorists can find money other ways, man. You steal their gold, they will still <laughs> why find it, a way. Like, why does a terrorist like, organization have a central gold you know, repository in a prison I don't think that's a great idea. I'll be honest. Yeah, with you. like I don't understand this. And story. Tim Roth, what were you doing in this movie? What Tim? Tim, what happened, man? Tim's whole character you is. You just got cast back as the Abomination in She-Hulk, yeah. right? Was that show? Yeah. Yep. What are you doing? I love that he's not even on the poster, Tim Roth. Like his name's there, but his his physical presence is not. No, on the he's the guy in the uh, in the oh, motorcycle. Suit. So we were almost alluding to this earlier because the the tagline for this film is called "They're not bad guys; they just steal from them." Yeah. It's kind of a cool tagline, you know? I'll give them that. That's kind of a cool tagline. This is Robin Hood. It is Robin Hood. Yeah, I like that idea. I I, I would give that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but also, like, the premise (laughs) of it, like, it's almost like it bookends the movie where it's like, 
we're we used to steal from bad guys. That's what we do. But I'm like, then how are you so rich though? So you must keep some for yourself. I then. don't buy Nick Cannon as Robin Hood. Anything a person? Very true. <laughs> no, I'm just Gosh. kidding. He but like, just he just was not a good actor, and he's also not the person I imagine is going to be like. He was so annoying in his scenes when he'd be like the undercover guy. I'm like, who the hell's buying this right now? You're telling me that people are buying this? Yeah. It just, it just, it just, it, it just felt like caricatures. It felt like, yeah. it really felt like they were just doing caricatures to like, like, oh, this movie will, and again, we'll do characters. There's an audience like this. to this film. There right. are people who will enjoy this movie. But it wasn't us. Not us. Not us. Um, thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast this week. We will be back next week. Uh, with a brand new episode for you, but make sure you check us out throughout the week for our, our reviews on all the latest movies and series. We will have a review out for Space Jam A New Legacy very soon. We're also going to be having our review and reaction to the finale of Loki um, and so much more. So make sure you're following us at The Movie Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Letterboxd, wherever you follow us to stay up to date about what we are doing. Also, check out our show notes for the links to our Discord and please drop us that five-star review and rating on apple Podcasts that'd mean the world to us we're on a mission to hit 200 by september but that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next